So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Raw, SmackDown. They've existed in different worlds on television, but could the brand split with the main roster of WWE be ending soon? What do you, what do you, the fans, think? Get in the comments below and let us know. We're covering that on today's Sports Keto Wrestling Top Story of the Day. Plus, what is the future of All Elite Wrestling with their television contract coming up within the Horizon type future? Could it be changing? And how does the new merge, Discovery and Warner Media, view their television property? Killer Cross, what is his wrestling future with the television promotion that you would think would want him now that he's free from WWE? Yes, it's somewhat obvious. We'll talk about that. Plus, Nikita Lyons is on the shelf. So much more to get into. We're also talking about Sasha Banks. What is she doing outside of WWE that involves Snoop D-O-double-G? We'll be talking about it, all right? Yes. Uh, and let me just tell you, Sports Kita is the case that they gave you. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It is Kev Kellum. This is indeed top story on a Wednesday. Watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out. Yes. The Watch Out Gang is here. If you're here for the first time, get in the comments below. We want to hear you get on screen. Super Chats guarantee you get on screen, but we love just putting people on like this person who's checking in. Mountain Man, love his booze. I <laughs> love that tag name. Love his booze up in the mountain. He's watching from Colorado. If you're watching for the first time, you just want to be a lurker, just tell us where you're watching from. We do like that. Uh, you like the topics today? Get into it. We're talking Sasha Banks. We're talking Snoop. Uh, we're talking Killer Cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're waiting around for those, don't worry. They'll come up here in a minute. I'm Kev Kellum. That's Jose G. This is sports key to wrestling top story of the day we get interactive we do it every single weekday slam the like button i challenge all of do you it. watching right now, now. To do it do it do it now do it. like, like do it. Ski and hutch do it uh let's get right into do it, it. Uh, this news has been bubbling up and some people have maybe just theorized this but now we kind of have some concrete reporting on it though no no uh direct sources from WWE confirming it at this time Monday at raw is airing on nbc universal's usa network along with mxt in a multi- billion dollar deal that also ties in peacock uh, with their streaming service in the united states and north america smackdown has another lucrative billion dollar deal with fox television both those deals coming up in 2024 uh they expect uh wwe to hefty get a hefty price for it but an interesting thing is when they went in that direction with two major media conglomerates and you're doing television with and wwe becoming the most profitable version of itself it's ever been despite not touring you know through the pandemic for the most part you saw a lot of money in that. And then you saw them do some really defined different rosters. You would see them, of course, merge on WrestleManias and SummerSlams and pay-per-views and stuff like that. And then they started to merge more often. And then people said, oh, the roster thing doesn't mean anything. Now we're hearing that the brand split yeah. could be ending. Well, this kind of lays mm -hmm. up uh, Roman Reigns winning both world titles from Raw and SmackDown. He's the Universal Championship and the WWE Championship. We just saw the Usos win the Raw and SmackDown tag team championships so where is this going are more dots connecting on a brand split yeah. ended in wwe 
Well, before we before I jump into this news, we want to send a happy birthday to our tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Happy birthday, broski. Yeah, man. So that uh, WWE is. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with this uh, with this brand split. But today, uh, Brian Alvarez on the Wrestling Observer Live, he said that although that the promotion is yet yet to rubber stamp it, the split is effectively over. Uh, the the brand split has been loose for several months. Uh, with SmackDown assigned uh, Usos and Sami Zayn wrestling on this past episode's uh, this week's episode of Raw. So we've been seeing more of this uh, coming back and forth. Uh, yet nothing confirmed by WWE. But Brian Alvarez, usually a pretty good source, mm-hmm. uh, looks like right now, it uh, looks like it's effectively over. We still don't have any confirmation from WWE, but it's been like that for several weeks. So I don't know if they're going to continue doing that uh, until the until the draft, and then, then we get them separated again. I don't know. In the words of the author, do you have to keep them separated? I know I've made many song references today. I'm just on that kick. Uh, Jeff Samuels says, Kev, don't do that. I didn't know Kev knew the Dog Pound album. Homes have none. Uh, well, I roll old school. Kick it like an old fool. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm sipping gin and juice, and I'm not going to apologize for it. All right? All right? Can't tell me nothing. All right? I, just be- I beefed it up to like the mid-2000s. I did some Kanye West. <laughs> some pre-Kim Kanye. That's my that's my choice, Kanye. Uh, what's up, noob? Joining us on our Twitch channel as well. You guys can join us on our brand new Twitch channel. We're going to be doing some stuff in there that we won't do on YouTube and Facebook. So I don't know. what I, I'm of the, I've, Here's the thing. Uh, I understand where some fans like, give me the same roster on both shows. Give me the same roster on both shows. But you're seeing this difference, and you've seen it since Fox obviously reaches more people to network television. It's not on a premium cable service like Raw is. So Raw, you can get on Hulu, though. Some people just get Hulu and just you know stream both shows on a day after demand. That's how I tend to watch the shows. A lot of people ask me, how come you're not live tweeting during wrestling shows? Well, unless I'm watching it live. <laughs> I tend to just watch it on Hulu. It's a little bit more convenient. I think this is a part of we want to be able to sell the show as one product in terms of advertisers. Maybe this is, makes it a little bit easier for advertisers. I start thinking the media business type things. But then what's the leverage if you want to sign two separate television deals in 2024 and say we have two different shows that offer these different, you know, obviously they'll blend together here and there and build to these big events on Peacock. They have to. And if you're Mm -hmm. Fox and you want to keep doing business with SmackDown, they have to. Um, But it's interesting how this plays out. And is it something where they're going to split up the streaming deal? Is like half the streaming events going to be on this? That's that's another question you got to ask yourself too, because if you guys remember back in 2016, 2017, when we had a true brand split, even though both shows were on the same network on USA, you had separate pay-per-views for each show. Even Now, th- th- it was an overload of pay-per-views back then because it was a pay-per-view every two weeks, one for Raw, one for SmackDown. I don't know how this is going to work now, uh, you know, all these years later, if they end up unifying them and then separating them again. I There's a lot of mixed messaging, on, to be honest, from my end, uh, Kevin. Uh, shout out to JB. He's always with us. He's enjoying a Guinness and a Jameson. Wow, that's he's gonna on, mix well. He's, in your on, belly. he's on assignment. He's on assignment. He's on, a, he's on assignment. He's not on assignment. At all. Uh, Jeff Samuel, you gotta ask the question. Uh, also, Jose, what happened with Survivor Series? That you know, brand supremacy and all that stuff. I don't think people care. I don't. I think people have routines. All right, it's easier for me to watch wrestling on Monday. It's easier for me to watch wrestling on a Friday. I enjoy watching Raw on a Tuesday. I like 
you know, my SmackDown. I like my SmackDown as my Saturday morning cartoons. Now I wake up, I watch yeah, SmackDown. That's you know, exactly uh, what I and do. I'll, I'll sometimes I'll watch half a SmackDown. I'll watch the rest the next day. Oh, that look that looks like it'll give me a main event. But I'm a thirty something dude. I want to go out and drink and do do comedy shows and other things. Everyone has a different life, so I, I wonder how this plays into the routine. Another, I think another thing you got to ask yourself is if they merge the brands. You're talking about one roster then. You're not talking about divided mm-hmm. rosters. Then you have to ask yourself, well, how many people do we need? How much talent do we want on the road? Does Do we have just a B team that goes out and does house shows, and there's some people that float in in between that, or do we just have NXT and then the main roster? And you don't have a Raw mm-hmm. or a SmackDown. You just have a main roster. Now you're talking about people competing for a lot less spots. And you know how people complain about, oh, this person doesn't get enough time on TV. Why don't they do this? You're going to hear a lot more of that. And what changed that 20 years ago was the introduction of a brand split. Eddie Guerrero mm-hmm. would have never been a world champion in WWE if there wasn't a brand split. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that in the sense of what the yeah, pecking and, order was and, when and he before was there. the brand split in about prior to 2016, it was it was kind of like that format too when we only had well, well we had the World Heavyweight Champion and we had the WWE Champion back then, but it it was different. It, I don't know, it was different because then we also had the unification where we got ended up getting the world heavyweight title. And then we saw like John Cena going, you know, to Raw and SmackDown for about a year or two before they ended up doing the full final split in 2016. So uh, I don't know if this is if this is true, if this is if this brand split is over or they're still kind of doing the brand extension invitationals and they're just not telling us. But it's it's a very weird premise. I don't know. Again, it's just not clear. I want to hear what fans are thinking. John McClaskey, my thoughts are if they didn't drop half the roster, they would be limited on storylines or wrestlers to fill the show. That's absolutely true. But I mean, it would definitely, if they did that, don't think that they wouldn't rethink what they need. They, they put talent into what they think they're writing for and what they think they're programming. Uh, you know, and you have to think that way. You, you, everyone thinks like that when you're putting together a music festival, when you're putting together lineups for any type of entertainment offering or anything like that, or a television network or all those different things, casting a show. Imagine you're running a play. All right, well, how many different casts of this play are we going to have? All right, we're only going to run a Friday and a Saturday show. All right, we don't need three different casts for the show. Think about that. Mm-hmm. If you ever did high school theater, uh, like how people fight for those spots, very similar, very, very similar with a lot more money involved. <laughs> so uh, well worth talking about here. Um, Wangala is saying, give more wrestlers chances to showcase them. Here's the thing. I think you get you get less. You would get less because you would have, would you have the same storyline show to show? Or is it simply just WWE saying, hey, we're going to have different rosters and maybe we'll have a different tag team champion or this or that, or we maybe we, we just want to like blur the lines a little bit until the television contract comes up. Cause guess what? They're allowed to do that. You know, they're true. allowed to break their, like a lot of some of the rules. The only rules that really matter to WWE are is if we advertise something, uh, we will work our way around. If we can't deliver it, we're going to try and deliver you something else that we think is of equal value. They break the rule on that all the time. They kind of have to with, mm-hmm. with a lot of different things with COVID too. Uh, that happened plenty, but now you see them doing it left and right and it drives people crazy. But I think for the most part, like they have to deliver what they're selling right to their, to their sponsors and to their TV partners and different stuff. Exactly. Like that. Is this less of that? You know, if you're, if you're giving me the same roster on both shows, I don't know, man. I think, uh, 
I think WWE is going to try to get away with as much as possible before getting yelled at by the networks. Because I'm sure, like, the networks are going to want to want to have their exclusive stars, right? Like, that's why you don't see Roman Reigns as much on Monday Night Raw, because he's SmackDown. He's Fox. You know, over 2 million people see him on a weekly basis. But I still got the feeling that WWE is going to do anything uh, that they can to just kind of keep pushing it, keep pushing it until either Fox or NBC is like, all right, cut that shit out. I only want to have a certain amount of stars on this show. Stop bringing Raw stars over to Fox. Stop bringing Fox stars over to uh, to USA. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I think they're probably going to do that. Uh, it's certainly interesting here. Um, you know, someone laying this up as well. Ray would have never been world champion. That, that mid-2000s mm-hmm. time when you saw a lot of talent come up in that ruthless aggression era because of the brand split. <laughs> like it was really, and and it was when they had that edict of "I want to see ruthless aggression." He was like, "That was their edict to talent. Like, we're giving you more time if you're in the mid card and you're in the lower positions because those spots are opening up. But you better run with this opportunity." Uh, and and well, it was also very different at that time because you're completely different time. Compl- attitude, yeah. yeah, you're coming off of the attitude area. You have an influx of talent from WCW. Now you have all this talent. What do you do with each other? So this was a very radical idea for the time. Very uh, something that evolved and changed the landscape for years on end for almost two decades. And now I kind of feel like we're at a standstill. So what do you do now? So I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But if it weren't for the brand split, we wouldn't have stars like Chris Benoit, like Rey Mysterio, Mm -hmm. like Edge, like, you know, all the stars that came out of that era because they came out of that brand split. Phil Campbell, I'm all for a brand slit if it does make WWE better. But it's a risk. You do these things. You try some things. There's been some things that on paper people are like, that's going to be so cool. And then they try it, and it doesn't work. And then they move along. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. raw underground on paper. People are like, oh, this could be interesting. And they tried it. And then no one liked it. <laughs> like, I was truly intrigued. I was, yes. I had that GCW format without the robes. Grimy. You could have done something good with that. I just don't think they gave, a, gave it enough chance. Uh, if you're with us, uh, don't be afraid to subscribe to Sports Key to Wrestling. Also, check out our side channel, Wrestle Binge, where we're dropping some special top five videos. Let's get into this story here. Discovery Media and Warner have merged in the last six months. This is a major, major uh, merger. This directly affects all elite wrestling who signed their television deal in 2019. Discovery and Warner Media were a part of the uh, TV industry upfronts, which also included Fox and NBC. Fox and NBC had WWE talent present. John Cena was present for the game show he's doing on TBS and other projects he's working on, including a new season of HBO Max show, which is a Warner Media property, Discovery Warner Media show on HBO Max. He's on Peacemaker. So he was he was present there. But who wasn't present there was AEW talent. AEW talent was not a part of these upfront presentations for advertisers and media buying partners. Uh, though they did have a slide that showed Red Velvet doing a moonsault. That was their big presentation with uh, everything with TNT and TBS. And this is a lot less than people were expecting AEW to get at this presentation. Uh, obviously, Discovery, Warner Media, you're talking about a full you know, transition for the company and its ownership and its management. So is there going to be Reaganomics here? Is there going to be a trickle down? Is AEW going to be affected by it? Obviously, there's some knee jerk reactions with it. Uh, and some people saying, come on, HBO Max, get AEW. Well, it's weird. We're going to have Double or Nothing here this weekend. It's going to be on traditional pay-per-view. You're going to pay 50 bucks a pop for it. It's going to be available through BR Live and traditional you know, pay-per-view sponsors across the world. I believe you'll be able to get that on Fight TV internationally as well. So um, it's interesting here. Uh, as Tony Khan has heard the rumblings 
and is becoming quite the promoter in the modern age to kind of cool the waters. And he doesn't want people like their media partners and advertisers and other people that they do business with within the wrestling industry mm-hmm. to feel like, oh, no, they're fighting to keep stay in the air. Because I don't think that's the case. That isn't the case. And if that is the case, if it is, it isn't happening now. OK, they're not they're yeah. not directly doing that right now. Uh, so he had something to say about this and also mm-hmm. emphasize that AEW is still involved with Warner Media and Discovery. There sure are, man. Uh, so, yeah, so Tony Khan spoke to Richard Dreisch at the Sports Media Podcast. Uh, speaking about where AEW stands immediately after the, the merge, and he says, quote, we're at the Forum in Los Angeles next week on June 1st, and I'm really honored, and it's a great privilege for us because a lot of top executives from Warner Brothers and Discovery are going to be at the Forum. We have a sold-out show and tons of fans coming. We've opened up more seats. It's one of our biggest crowds, one of the biggest sports markets in the world, and some of the greatest wrestling fans. It means a lot personally for me to be in the forum to begin with, but I can't tell you what it means that a lot of top executives from Warner Brothers Discovery are not only coming for the show, but they're throwing a great event for us afterwards in the forum. Just to have their presence to begin with, it means so much that they would come to the show, but also for the top executives in Warner Brothers Discovery family are going to have an event with us with a lot of people in AEW. We're going to hang out, and that means the world to us, getting to know each other better. They've been so supportive and great coming in. It means so much to us to be working with the largest producer of content now after this great merger and running such efficient, uh, such an efficient ship. To be part of it, putting up numbers, working hard, showing up every week, end quote. So he sounds very optimistic. The fact that the executives are doing a little shindig after the show is is quite telling because it looks like they want to keep him around. Well, I mean, think about it this way. It, it, obviously, uh, you know, they want to keep him around at least until they start talking negotiations and money and different things like that. Then you can't really show your cards. Uh, and that is no different than what Fox or NBC would want. You know, you can't show your cards. This is a negotiation and and people want the best deal going forward for them, you know? Uh, And it's worth noting if you're AEW, you were getting, we heard in the neighborhood between, you know, a hundred to $60 million a year, these different things, which is not WWE money. WWE is getting much, much more, much, 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 much more, you know? Uh, And so think about it this way. They're looking for an increase. The most profitable sector of all elite wrestling's business isn't even live events. So they've had million dollar gates like they're going to have in Chicago with the AEW New Japan show. They're going to make a lot of money this week in Las Vegas. That isn't every week. Their most profitable sector of business, when you objectively look at it from the outside, and this is from WrestleNomics and other people I've talked to in the industry, is a television contract. It's the same thing with WWE. It's a television contract. WWE has a lot of other things they make money on. Licensing, video games integrated marketing, all these different things. And you see AEW doing some of that too, but it's on a smaller scale. That isn't a shot at it. That's just the way it is. Um, for yeah. them, they need an increase on this deal. They need to show trajectory uh, you know, growth in the rating number and the demographic number. The number, though slightly bigger on TBS, they've been there since what? What are we talking, January sometime, right? You know, we're like, Yeah, uh, earlier this year. Earlier this a, year. It's, it's a little bit bigger than it was on TNT. Is it significantly bigger? No. And then you have Rampage getting smashed by being jerked around by the uh, playoff schedule that TNT and TBS have with the NHL and the NBA. So it's kind of hard for them with the secondary show to build up a number. And are they breaking a new number? Or is this just simply something where, you know, Warner says, 
hey, it's a different time. It has a dedicated audience. We know they're going to stay on their on their cable package for our show. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. And obviously the show is different from WWE, but kind of scratches the same itches and different things like that. So I, I think they're not in the worst position. This isn't like cry to the heavens or anything like that, but it's mm-hmm. a different show. And do advertisers want to buy a wrestling show that isn't WWE? It's a very competitive thing to ask people. Obviously, when you see so much wrestling out there that's viable, wrestling fans in the bubble think, oh, wow, a lot of people must want to buy wrestling. How come this isn't a TV show? How come that isn't a TV show? Because it's still a trickle-down thing. WWE to advertisers is pro wrestling. And then what's this? So, uh, you know, that's a very hard thing to sell to some people. I know some people are like, well, how come you don't have it? Because, no, it doesn't work that way. Like that's any television show operates like that. Mm -hmm. It's a television show to them. It isn't just wrestling show to them. So you have to think about it that way. Uh, Comments from people, Stephen Chambers, be cool if AEW gets a subscription service uh, by forbidden door pay-per-view. I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, So we do know, obviously AEW dollar, nothing going to be on traditional pay-per-view as we mentioned. And coming up at the end of June is an all elite wrestling, new Japan pro wrestling super show called forbidden door. That'll be in Chicago. That's going to make a lot of money as a live event. What is he going to make as a pay-per-view? Is it going to be as nearly compelling as a pay-per-view as double or nothing? You don't have, what do you have there to sell? You know, like that, that's one thing I'm thinking about. Like, is it just the ambiance of AEW versus new Japan? Is that going to be compelling? Uh, are you going to have follow-up matches from double or nothing? So nothing is you have four weeks to push that pay-per-view. And that, that's hard mm-hmm. when, when you're, when you don't have the type of audience that a WWE does. So you, your margins are different. You're playing on, you want to, all right. So we have one, one and a half million people relatively watch our show, right? All right. So we have to get 20, 25% of the by the pay-per-view for this to be profitable. So it'll be confusing to see how that plays out. Killer Cross here. Let's talk about him. Killer Cross uh, noted this in an interview with Wrestling Inc. about a week ago, and we've learned out more from Fightful that he indeed has had conversations with AEW. He has been out of the picture for WWE for quite some time, but there's reasons for why you're not seeing him in All Elite Wrestling, and I actually kind of get this. Yeah, man, this is a this is a very interesting interview, and we got the report from Fightful Select a little bit earlier today, uh, and it turns out that he was actually offered the position before W. Morrissey. So, in the Fightful Select said that W. Morrissey uh, wasn't the only person who was pitched to be part of the Wardlow slash MJF storyline. Uh, Killer Cross, formerly known as Karen Cross, was approached for the match against Wardlow. However. The, they were told, Fightful Select was told that the two sides couldn't come into terms for the appearance and decided against it. At Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor post show, Scrum Tony Khan said that he had enjoyed Killer Cross and Scarlett's work and was open on doing something with them in the future. Cross was approached by AEW after those comments and a tentative plan for work for him to work on the May 4th show was mentioned. Uh, Fightful Select also heard that the talks fell apart was that as the date got closer, Cross became aware that his wife Scarlett would not be part of the presentation in All Elite Wrestling. Cross was also concerned that his introduction to the AEW audience would mimic that of his WWE debut against Jeff Hardy, as opposed uh, to the successful NXT formula that helped him get to NXT titles. So, uh, so yeah, so when, once he found out what the result's going to be, he's like, I'm out. Because he did not want to, he did not want that sour taste that he got in his mouth after he jobbed to Jeff Hardy. So I totally understand where he's coming from right now. He's having a phenomenal run in the independent scene, mm-hmm. doing his thing with the uh, control your narrative. Uh, so I'm very excited for Carrying Cross's or Killer Cross's future. But I think this is a great decision from Killer Cross. 
Uh, this uh, Steve starts saying Killer Cross would be a great fit for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I absolutely agree. Uh, and obviously, New Japan in bed with AEW is just a way to bring him in in that way. It's interesting uh, that AEW doesn't have any interest in Scarlet. That's part of the presentation he wants to do. He wants to sell it as a package deal. Uh, is that something he can do again in Impact? He has a very bad standing in Impact. He, they had a nasty breakup. Him and Scarlet left there together on their own terms. I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for them. I think they're really, really talented people that definitely didn't get the right play of cards in WWE, both of them. And, and I, th- I would hope that they would uh, find themselves on television again. Obviously, they're booked through the independent circuit like crazy. I think they're going to do some big things. Also, guys, if you're not watching someone on weekly television, that doesn't mean they're not making money wrestling. All right, exactly. so you have to be clear of that. I and mean, objectively, people have to hear that too. Uh, so rooting for Killer Cross. Maybe we get to talk to him sometime this year. I'm, I'm working on a Killer Cross conversation. It'd be very, oh, very I'm, fun. Uh, I'm, re- I'm reaching out to him like every other week. I, don't know, <laughs> I was going to say, let's let's do it here. Uh, one of the funny more story, talked about. Though, Go ahead, buddy. You know, I'm funny sorry. Story, funny story on on Karen Cross or Killer Cross. Uh, so I was at the airport here in Orlando. I, this is, this is a great story. I've heard this. I want to hear this again. So I'm I'm heading out to uh, to Dallas from Orlando uh, during WrestleMania week, and my wife and I get to the gate. We sit down. Uh, we, you know, we shout put out our Brenda. and whatever. Shout out Brenda and shout out to my wife Brenda. And all of a sudden, I see Cross and Scarlett. They're sitting down having, it. and my wife was like, "Puppy, look!" And I'm like, "I know, it's them. It's fine, whatever." So, anyways, so I go, I sit across from them. Right. And I give a nod to, to I give a nod to Cross and he gives me a nod back and he stops and looks at me. He's like, I know who you are. And I'm like, I know who you are. And I'm like, the fact that he knows who the hell we are, that means he probably watches us online or something like that. But the fact that he knows that who who, who we are, who I am, was really awesome. But uh but interesting story. He was on his way to Dallas to do some work for New Japan and had that match with Suzuki. Um, and he mentioned that he was doing some other projects, mm-hmm. uh, which will tie into our last story because it, it was very interesting. So we'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit. But let's jump into this big story that we got to find out last night on NXT. Nikita Lyons. Yam, yam, Bigelow. Nikita Lyons. Master of the Clam out. Slam. <laughs> Master of the Clam Slam is no longer part of the NXT Breakout this Tournament. Sucks. It was announced yesterday this that she suffered bummer. an injury. I know. Immediately getting replaced by Trip, uh, Tiffany Stratton, who was able to advance to the finals. Uh, and now she'll be facing Roxanne Perez at uh, In Your House for the finals. Earn The winner will earn an opportunity for the women's title at NXT. But man, what was your thought when you heard the, the, this news on Nikita? Man, did she was she was on a red hot streak. She had a rocket strike to her back. She was on the way up, and now this this is terrible. Uh, fans are not a fan of it. Eric Cavalera, who's our in house uh, artist, he does all of the great artwork for us on our Twitter feed and uh, did all of the sports key awards. Shout out to Eric. He does a fantastic artwork. Seek it out. Thank you so much, Eric. He says, "Damn it." his favorite Blink-182 album. Damn it. Uh, no, there's a lot of people I know that are upset about this because I know all the people that are thirst trapping and Nikita is a very gorgeous woman who's, uh, she has a look that like jumps off the screen. Same, a, lot, a lot of people have that look. In wrestling, you always want that and she has that look. And then on top of it is physically imposing. You can buy that she could beat somebody up. Um, very hard to get all that in one person in wrestling. And, and, and she has all that. And you can tell she has this like very real thing 
that you can build on. And I remember seeing something very fun from her online. People said, what's your gimmick? What's your gimmick? She's like, me, I'm the gimmick. And I, and I, I was like, oh, you like, like, got some fire here. I like that. Um, and her, her openness to learn. She seems like she's a, like a good learner. You can see that. In oh, she was awesome. When we talked to her last summer, uh, during the tryout. Yes. Or when she in, got signed, she got Las signed Vegas. that day. She was, she got signed that day and her attitude was awesome. Uh, it, it, like triple H even said it during the scrum and afterwards, um, that, you know, she was definitely one of the top prospects. Uh, she does have a prior pro wrestling experience, but there is something about that young woman. Like even when we were interviewing her, her she has mm. presence. You know how? Remember yes. how you how you were describing me to my brother? You're like uh, he has presence. Nikita Lyons got presence. And, the it factor. Uh, man, yes, man, and, and yeah. it's so unfortunate that she has this injury. I hope she's not out long and she comes back sooner rather than later. I wouldn't. I wouldn't not be surprised if she just skips all of that red tape and just gets up to the main roster as soon as she's back from injury. But I, I don't know. I, I would have her stay in NXT because here's the thing. NXT needs people that stand out. Even though it's a developmental show, it's still a television show. And it's a show that needs stars that are on the rise that you still want to tune in for and see. You need your favorites. That's what people want on every television show is you want to be able to tune in and see your favorites from time to time. And Nikita Lyons, for whatever reason you want to say, all right, has this personality that is that has been exciting when a lot of people are down on XT 2.0. She has been one of the things where people say like, well, not this person or not this, this is something I really cool or that person I really enjoy. And she's a part of that list. But, uh, she's in but, that column. Uh, yeah. People are like, Oh, I don't care for him or I'll watch because of her. I'll watch because of her. Mm-hmm. So man, it just sucks. Uh, I just hope that she gets back uh, quicker and faster and better than ever. Something else that sucks. Something else that sucks is this unfortunate situation with Sasha Banks and Naomi. Uh, Nothing has really changed. We don't have anything new to report on it besides Sasha Banks and her cousin, Snoop, D-O-double-G, the dog father, the, uh, the, you know, Snoop Lion himself at one point. Uh, Yes, the master of the sticky icky, the dankest of the dank. Uh, He is now jumping into another project. He has a million different projects. He has TV shows on Peacock. He had a TV show with Martha Stewart. He had uh, the Snoop Dogg Fizzle Shizzle show on MTV. He this has all guy, these different things. Listen, Snoop Dogg is probably the busiest guy in entertainment at this very moment in time. He is the he's kiss of rap. He will put his name on, on anything. <laughs> he's got a few. Oh, dude, this guy is so busy. Uh, so here's the thing. People are talking about him. And everyone who's a celebrity who can uh, log into the email apparently is getting offered some type of NFT deal. And Sasha Banks and Snoop Dogg are working on some NFT deal, a non-fungible token, a phrase and uh, a series of letters that I wish I really never knew because is, is this, is the ceiling on this already breaking? There's plenty of people that are saying it's, it's not real. Uh, you know, David Blair casing NFTs are MLMs. That is uh, multi-level marketing schemes for people who think they are too smart for MLMs. And th- that's funny. You know, that's funny that David Barclay from, from the Barclay Center says that because, you know, <laughs> I know he's, he's a little bit in the, in the stock market and in, in, yeah. and in assets and all that things. My, my, myself, I'm, I'm, I dive deep into that. I'm, I'm into the NFT world and cryptocurrency. And I find this fascinating because this hits back to the story I was talking about, uh, Killer Cross at the airport, because when he was on his way to Dallas, 
he was talking to me about he was getting together with some developers to participate in an NFT project. So we're starting to see this happen, not only just with wrestlers. We're seeing this with professional basketball players. Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan is about to launch his NFT on an XRP Ripple project. That that, means Chinese to you guys, but that's a a really great company uh, that's going to be launching here very soon. And that's a huge deal for Michael Jordan to be getting into that NFT space. Tom Brady's getting into that space, into the NFT space. Basically, um, I understand why people are like, oh, this is scam. But you know what? Snoop Dogg, for example. Snoop Dogg owns the biggest piece of metaverse real estate. Okay, the biggest piece in the metaverse, metaverse real estate. Come on, dude. Metaverse real estate. Come on, and people dude. Are paying thousands upon hundreds of thousands what? just to get a piece of property next to Snoop Dogg's. They're property paying for the avatars. This is ridiculous. I, I listen. I know it's crazy, but this is the world, and we're just gonna see. We're gonna hear a lot more of this going forward. WWE got into NFT projects last year with The Undertaker during WrestleMania. We didn't see any of that this year, but it's very interesting that Sasha Banks is getting into this space as well. And they call they call Snoop Dogg the king of of NFTs. So we'll see. We'll see what happens here. But this is very interesting. And don't be hey. surprised if we hear more of these in the future. I know you're excited about this, and you know I have a differing opinion on this. But I mean, as Snoop, Snoop Dogg once said in that one song, Drop it like it's not. Drop it like it's not. Drop it like it's not. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an ass. I'm an ass. People still asking what's an NFT. Yes, it, that does happen. It's, not, it's a non-fungible token. Basically, <laughs> uh, ju- just to kind of give you a, a, a quick grasp, uh, you know how when you go to the store and you pay for these, <laughs> the, the, you know, these earbuds at, at, at Target, right? Yes. When you physically pay for the, the you know, this item, you get a receipt. The NFT is the receipt proving that you bought that item and that you have full ownership to that item. That's what an mm-hmm. NFT is. So basically, they're incorporating whatever that information on that receipt is embedded into that picture on a blockchain, which is, again, I'm speaking Chinese to a lot of you guys, but basically that's how it works. And nobody can make any changes or amendments but the owner. And you can end up selling it later on and flip it for, you know, three 30, 50, 100 times the value of what you paid for it. So there's people that do that. So um, that's basically what an NFT is. So sorry. I know that's yeah. not the space we're in, but you guys asked. So I'm just there you it. go. You asked and you learned, and it's late in the show. And maybe you're still with us. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, if you haven't done so, go ahead and give us a follow on the Twitter machine. You can follow him at Jose underscore G underscore official. He's also on the Instagram. You can follow me on the Instagram at Kev Kellum6. It's my Twitter handle, just plus six. All right, you can follow me on the Twitter machine uh, at Kev Kellum. More than 3,000. It's pretty sweet. I'll, t- I'll take oh. it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet stuff. Subscribe to our uh, channels. We're on the YouTubes. All right. Marching uh, towards 30,000. 30,000 30, people. Less than 300. So help us get there. If you have friends that like our channel or they watch wrestling stuff online, tell them about our stuff. We are for diehards. We are for casuals. Guess what? Even if you've been watching wrestling for uh, three weeks, you're a fan. All right. If you've booed yes, you a guy are. and cheered another guy, you're a fan. All right. Whether or not you like it or not, you got to share it with your little brother. All right. 
So thank you for turning anyone onto the channel. You are our best megaphone. We really, really appreciate you guys and love you guys. Shout out to the whole team in India, Raju, Aranava, and everyone working hard and all the video content we've just dropped over on all of our different channels. Go check it out. We have a bunch of little things you may not see here that are over there too. If you like little bits, we have little bits for you too. Uh, and of course, uh, shout out to uh, Jeremy Benner. He's going to be back with us tomorrow. He's on assignment uh, drinking. Jeremy said. David from the Barclays Center is asking if we're going to have a Twitch stream tonight. So Jeremy is off on assignment tonight. So he was he is not doing a stream tonight. He will be back next week. Mm -hmm. We're working on the rosters and we're going to be doing some live commentary during the Twitch uh, in the simulation matches. So it should be really fun. Keep your guys out. Uh, keep your ears out because we're going to be plugging in. Hello. Did I drop out? Did he drop out? Who dropped out? Um, our Twitch. Oh, what happened there? <laughs> the broadcast, they, not yeah, there we go. We got, at least it happened at the end. Thank you guys so much for watching the show. We appreciate it. people saying, sign off, Kevin. Sign off, dumbass. <laughs> What's going on with It's okay. Ridiculous. It's all right. The all right, Santa, man. Let's get out of here. DeSantis didn't like what you were doing. He's like, knock it off. I don't oh, like yeah. you talking about that. He says, shut up. We don't we don't want you talking about NFTs or, or cryptocurrency. We're gonna we're gonna mess up your internet stream. But guys, we love you. We appreciate you. Make sure you follow us on all of our uh, social media. We'll be back tomorrow at six thirty. And as always, remember when you're watching wrestling, you have to do that one most important thing, which is enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. wrestling. Yeah. 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 Talk to them. Ta talk to them. Talking to him. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out.